Amen. Praise the Lord. It's wonderful to be in his house today. Please turn in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. So we take in the word of the Lord today. 2 Corinthians 6, verses 16 to 18. God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. To be fathered by the Lord, to have the Lord as our Father. Life's different when the Lord is our Father. The outlook, and when we understand our reality, the position a child holds in relation to the Father. I know that not all have had the same experience when it comes to the role of a father. In this world, there has been much injustice. Many have desecrated the role of fatherhood. This is not the way of the Lord. His heart breaks when a child is treated wrongly by an earthly father. Some have never known a father. Some have been forsaken, abandoned. If it is so today, take hold of the words of the psalmist, Psalm 27, verse 10. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. No matter the experience one has had, I want us to know today that there is a perfect father. Psalm 68, 5, a father of the fatherless. A father that will not hurt you. A father that has boundless love. A father that will believe in you. A father that will bless you and encourage you and provide for you. A father who will protect you. The Father who will never leave you nor forsake you, He will never walk out on you. A Father who can heal the hurt and the pain. He's a Father who will spend time with you, attentive and present. A Father who will give you His whole heart. John chapter 1, verses 6 to 13. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. 
This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. And the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Have you believed in Jesus? Have you received Jesus? As many as receive him, to them he gives the right to become. To become children of God. Well, one might say, aren't we all children of God? Well, let's take in the words of Jesus. John chapter 8, verses 31 to 44, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, but you seek to kill me, because my word has no place in you. I speak what I have seen with my father, and you do what you have seen with your father. Then they answered, they answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You do the deeds of your father. Then they said to him, we were not born of fornication. We have one father, God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. You are of your father, the devil. And the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks... When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, 
For he is a liar and the father of it. Clears things up. It's because of Jesus that we have the right to become children of God. How thankful we should be today. The Lord wants to father us. That's His heart. He wants to care for us and provide for us. He wants to supply for us, to feed us and clothe us and teach us and train us. He wants to discipline and chasten when necessary that we be blessed and become a blessing. He wants to spend time with us. He wants to spend time with you. He wants to love on you. I thank the Lord for earthly fathers that imitate their heavenly Father. That's how it should be. Matthew chapter 7, verses 9 to 11, What man is there among you? If his son asks for bread, we'll give him a stone. Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Church, his heart is to do us good. A word to the fathers in the house today. Take on the heart of your heavenly Father, and your children will know him through you. The Bible says, Proverbs 22, 6, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, that is, even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Are we training our children the way our Heavenly Father would have us train them? Caring for them in that manner. Training them up. Leading them. Charles Spurgeon said, train up a child in the way he should go, but be sure you go that way yourself. You know, do what I say, don't do what I do, it doesn't fly. Train up a child, be the example. And if I could say to all the fathers in the house of the Lord today, have a heart for those that do not have a father like you. Surely if the Lord is your Father, you've known His love and His care. Deuteronomy 1, 30 and 31. The Lord your God who goes before you, He will fight for you. According to all He did for you in Egypt before your eyes. And in the wilderness where you saw how the Lord your God carried you as a man carries his son. In all the way that you went until you came to this place.
I trust it's your confession today. It's mine. He's carried me in the wilderness. As a man carries his son, there's such strength in his arms, such safety and rest in the hands of our working father. Back to John chapter 1, verses 12 and 13. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right, that is the authority, to become children of God. And to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Galatians 4 4 and 5, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. You know, the redemption Jesus offers comes with adoption papers. Listen to these words, the words of David Wilkerson. The Holy Ghost has a way of simplifying our relationship with God the Father and Jesus. He is the one who teaches us to say, Abba, Father. This phrase refers to an oriental custom of Bible days regarding the adoption of a child. Until the adopting papers were signed and sealed by the adopting father, the child saw this man only as a father. He had no right to call him Abba, meaning my. Yet as soon as the papers were signed, registered and sealed, the child's tutor presented him to the adopting father, and for the first time the child could say, Abba, Father. As the father embraced him, the young one cried, My father, he's not just a father anymore, he's mine. This is the work and ministry of the Holy Spirit. He tutors you of Christ. He presents you to the father, and he keeps reminding you. you got to be reminded today. I have sealed the papers. You are no longer an orphan. You are legally a son of God. You now have the very loving, wealthy, powerful Father. Embrace Him. Call Him my Father. I have come to show you how much you're loved by Him. He loved and wanted you. Our cry should be one of exceeding joy and thanksgiving. The Spirit in us literally cries out, You are an heir, an inheritor of all that Jesus won. And what an inheritance you have because your father is the wealthiest in the whole universe. Don't shy away from him. He's not mad at you. Stop acting like an orphan who's poverty-stricken, lacking joy and spiritual victory. You are not forsaken, so enjoy him. Romans 8, 14 to 17, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. 
The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with Him, that we may also be glorified together. Can you receive the word of the Lord today? Listen, the papers are sealed. They're signed. You are legally a son, a daughter of God. You are an heir, an inheritor of all that Jesus won. No longer a father, but today you can stand in this place and cry out, Abba, Father, my Father. Let's spend time with our Heavenly Father. Listen to how He speaks. Observe the things He does and how He does them. Let's pour our love on Him and tell Him how much we love Him. Concerning our Heavenly Father, let's live to bring honor to the Father's name. A Father that's known to have children of character. Children of integrity. Let the ways of our Father be evident in our living. Ephesians 5.1 reads, Therefore be imitators of God as dear children. Was there ever a time you tried to imitate your Father? How it must bless His heart. The NLT, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Today, we need to know how loved we really are. 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Life's different. When you have the Lord as your Father, outlook is different. And when we understand our reality, our position, having Him as our Father, how would our Heavenly Father have us come before Him? In fear? In doubt? with question concerning our relation to Him, with an improper view of Him. You see, the Lord wants us to come to Him and to run to Him knowing that He is our loving Heavenly Father. James 1.17, every good and perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. We read a scripture like Luke 12, 32, Do not fear, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. We know what a great means of communication with our Heavenly Father prayer is. It's one of the greatest means of communication with Him, time spent. In prayer. We need to communicate with our Father. We need to pray. 
We need to pray much. Have a habit of prayer. This is how Jesus, while on earth, communicated with the Father. And listen to what Jesus said. We know the Scripture well, Matthew 6, verses 9 to 13. In this manner, therefore pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. It's no mistake that Jesus taught his disciples to address the Lord as Father. Understanding their relation to him. Their position. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, the child asks of the father whom he knows. Thus, the essence of Christian prayer is not general adoration, but definite, concrete petition. The right way to approach God is to stretch out our hands and ask of one who we know has the heart of a father. How are we coming before him? Jim Simbala, because we are God's children, we can bring our needs to him with certainty in prayer. Prayer is not some kind of heavenly lottery. Nor does the Bible counsel us to pray with an, I hope this will work, attitude. Instead, prayer brings us before the throne of grace as children seeking the help of their heavenly Father. That's the heart of breakthrough, successful prayer, the bold confidence that we are talking to the Father who delights to supply our needs. I think He actually cares how we come before Him. We're not all the same age in this place. And so too concerning the faith. We begin as children, and then we grow. And we become young men and women. And there comes a day when we are fathers and mothers. 1 John 2, 13, I write to you fathers because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you young men because you have overcome the wicked one. I write to you little children because you have known the Father. There's such power in what is being said here. And if we take it in back to front, Little children, knowing the Father. Young men, trained of the Father, overcoming the wicked one. 
fathers now themselves having known him who is from the beginning, standing as fathers because of the father who fathered them. Listen, he will always be our father as children, as young men and women, as fathers and mothers ourselves. It's the kind of connection and relationship we should have with him, the outlook, all the days of our life. Luke 15, beginning at verse 11. Then he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in the land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father, But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe and put it on him. And put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fatted calf. Bring it here and kill it. And let us eat and be merry for this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Any prodigals in the house today? To where has your journey led? To where has your journey led you? Has there been waste and a wasting away? What has the living been like? And what are the conditions? Who have you joined yourself to? What's it going to take for you to come to yourself? Why should you perish with hunger? Rise. 
You know, there's hope for the prodigals today. No longer worthy to be called a son or a daughter. And yet, if you will come to yourself and rise and go to your Father, your heavenly Father, and say to Him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son or your daughter. Make me like one of your servants. I'm here to tell you today, your heavenly Father will meet you on the run. It's time to come home. The Father has compassion for you. Let him fall on your neck and kiss you. Feel his tears run down your neck. He'll put a robe on you today and a ring on your finger and sandals on your feet on this Father's Day. And you'll never forget this day. And every Father's Day from this day forward will mark the day you came home to sonship. What greater gift could you give him today? Come and eat and be merry with your heavenly Father. Let's have the worship team return. Fathers in the house, we have a great responsibility. We should feel the weight of our responsibility. We should not take it lightly. We should act as the fathers, our heavenly Father would have us act as. The standards expression of faith, the commitments to that which our Father has put in the book. We have a responsibility to honor our Heavenly Father as we father. Listen to these words. I ask my children and grandchildren to maintain and defend at all hazards and at any cost of personal sacrifice the blessed doctrine of complete atonement for sin through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ once offered and through that alone. I urge all of you to walk with the Lord in a life of separation from the world and to keep eternal values in view. Those are the words taken from Billy Graham's will. As Christian fathers, we must ask and we must maintain and defend at all hazards and at any cost of personal sacrifice. As fathers, we must urge all who are ours to walk with the Lord in a life of separation from the world and to keep eternal values in view. We must hold to blessed doctrine. We must hold to the standards of the Lord or the next generation may not serve him. Faith in your household is one generation away from extinction. That's how serious the role of a father is.
You say, oh, it's not that serious. I'm just going to tell them what they should do, and I'm not going to train them in conduct. That is the way of the fool. What's the greatest thing you can give your child? You say, well, money, wealth. That has its place. Well, the greatest thing I give my child is education. That has its place. The greatest thing I give my child is things. <laughs> they have their place. The greatest thing I give my children is enjoyment and recreation. They have their place. The question is, have you figured out that they have their place? Or have they taken place of things they should not take the place of? You just banking on things working out? at all hazards, no matter the personal sacrifice. Listen, the greatest thing you can give your children is the right example of what it means to serve the Lord. You train them up in the way they should go, and you go that way yourself, and then they have a choice to make because every single person on the face of this planet must stand before God Almighty all alone. We need to feel the weight of this. I pray, listen, happy Father's Day, but you need to feel the weight of this. I need to feel the weight of this. And I need to take a look at my world. God, I need you to help me because sometimes we're so blind. You know, we've got into patterns and out of things we should have maintained We've got into these patterns and somehow we find ease in them now and it's like, you know, even a message like this or this kind warning doesn't do much for us anymore. God has entrusted you. I've said this to some in this house. I've shared this with them. If you understand that it's not just your son or your daughter. You actually have a soul, souls living in your house God has entrusted you with. Feel the weight? Go into all the world, create disciples. Now go into your living room. Go into their room. That's the first mission field. Can you believe the responsibility that God has he's actually entrusted us with souls?
in our own home. Those who don't take care of those in their own home, they're worse than an infidel. Be the example your heavenly Father would have you be. If you're here today, you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. It's because of Jesus that we're given the right to become children of God. There are only two options. You say, I want middle ground. There's no middle ground. You're either of your father, the devil, or you're of the Father God. That's it. Heaven and hell are real. One day we will pass from this life. And guess what? Whichever father is yours, you'll spend eternity with that father. The Lord will sign the papers today. No longer a father, but your father. John 14, 18, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Let's stand in the house of the Lord today. Just let the Holy Spirit speak to you in these moments. As we close here, if you need to set things right,